Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And welcome to the second hour of Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Dennis Halnan. Yeah, Dennis is uh, running the bus. I'm Eric uh, here in the uh, co-pilot seat. <laughs> and Dennis is trying to, this is his first time on the board, and we wanted to get him exposed to this uh, every now and again so I could do a show remotely from an undisclosed location. Um, and that way we wouldn't have any kind of recorded show. So uh, that's why he's in the big chair. <laughs> he's doing good. He's doing great. A little uncomfortable, though, right? Oh, uh, very. <laughs> <laughs> but it will become more comfortable as you get used to it. But, yeah, you're doing a great job, Dennis. And you guys, too, feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. And we will do our best to help you out with your computer call, your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Um, we do have a quick news story we want to bring up uh, before we go to calls, if that wouldn't be a problem. I want to bring it up for a while now. Since August, I've had this story. Mm-hmm. Western Digital, um, their SanDisk Extreme SSDs don't store data safely, this lawsuit says. And basically, what's happening is the, the lawsuit is saying that your data can be just completely erased um, making them unmountable after you do a, despite a firmware fix um, to the drive. So, and what the lawsuit is actually saying is that Western Digital knowingly sold the defective drives. Um, not a good thing when your your hard drive decides to lose all your data. Um, so, if you happen to have a SanDisk Extreme SSD in your computer, you may want to make sure your backup is working. Oh yeah, <laughs> I if I had one right now, first thing I'd be doing is looking at my backup, make sure it's current and that it's going to remain current so yeah, yeah. And, you, and you're looking at this these drives just seemingly erase the data it becomes unreadable and uh it, it, it the, the actual ars technical uh, author here had this actually happen to them and i'll put a link out here for you oh, guys to yeah read and it. i saw the same article and it mentioned that another outlet had ch- had done a firmware update on a drive yep and it wiped it right that's not a good firmware update <laughs> no so we'll put the link to these drives here for you as well, and you'll, you can see well the actual article links the drives. So just another thing you think your you think your computer's got all your data, you're all set to go, but the hard drive doesn't want to keep right. it. Right, and people people sometimes will ask us why we obsess with backups. Right, this is why it's like a Seinfeld episode, really. The hard drive <laughs> knows how to take the data; it just doesn't know how to hold the data. It can Ooh. take the data, but not hold the data. <laughs> Anyone can go go around taking data; it's holding the data. That it makes it a lot harder. Uh, so we'll put the link up there for you guys to read yeah. that article, and uh, 
hopefully, I mean, most folks wouldn't find it a SanDisk Extreme in their computer. It's kind of yeah, a it's a very ex drive. it's a high end drive, very expensive, and that's what's more infuriating about it. <laughs> Because people are paying a premium for yeah. these things. They're supposed to be better than an average SSD, and they're actually a whole lot worse. Right. So. All right. So we'll get that in there for you. Any callers there? Well, we got a couple callers. Uh, right. right now, we got Len in Manchester. All right. Let's talk to Len. Len, welcome aboard. What can we do for you? Can you push the button? I did. Is he... It says he's on air. All right. How about your slider? Is it up? It is up. All right. Lynn, Lynn, you there? Lynn? Uh, Lynn, you there? Maybe put him on hold. Could you hit hold? The hold button? I can put him on hold. All right. And that means we can go to Wayne in Burlington. Yeah, go ahead to Wayne. Wayne, are you there? Uh-oh. Two for two is not good. No. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, here we go. Yeah, he had the wrong slider. Oh, it's okay. Sorry about that, hey, Wayne. Hey, we'll get to you shortly. <laughs> so, Wayne, go ahead. Hey, hey good morning. Good morning. Um, looking at a new uh, laptop computer. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it, the word, the processor on it is the, this AMD Ryzen R Y S E N five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how that compares to the i seven. The, the Ryzen 5s are roughly equivalent to uh, i5 uh, Intel, and in some cases i3s, but mostly i5s. So we would tell you it's it's more of a, of an i5 level, so it's not mm -hmm. going to be compar comparable to an i7, like. no. It's cheaper because it's less, less horsepower. Right, and it works a little bit different computationally, so there are performance gains compared to the same hardware in Intel, but it, it's what you're going to see in the computer using Windows and running apps on it, you're going to see basically an i5, an Intel i5. And when he says C, so what are you going to use this computer for? Oh, it's uh, just ba basic uh, um, surfing and uh, email. Okay. Yeah. So the, and, uh, the, and banking. Yeah. The, the Ryzen 5 will do just fine. Yeah, that'll be fine. So if that's the machine you like within your price range, and it'll do just fine. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, another one I'm looking at has a, a Windows 11 S. Yeah. Oh. That's the secure, <laughs> right? Right. Windows S secure. Is that what it's called? Or? Well, I, I don't think Microsoft ever disclosed that the S stands for secure. But they lock it down. But, right. And it... What when we say lockdown, what it means is that you can only install apps from the Microsoft Store. Right. Um, however, there is an app in the Microsoft Store, yeah. <laughs> ironically, which will turn off that feature and allow you to install any app you like. But it's a one-way like trip. Um, once you've changed it, then it's changed. And that we we would tell you to get out of S. Mode. Oh yeah, I I would not run a, a Windows computer in S mode. So we'll no, so I mean, I, 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 I would want i7 anyways. So oh. you want an i7 um, anyways? Okay, then yeah. then the Ryzen five will not will not do that. Yeah. So if I if I got the 11s, I just downgrade it or change it over to a uh, just a, a Windows seven, and I have the same thing. Oh no no no! You said Windows. You said Windows seven or i7. You 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 want to run Windows seven on this new computer? Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Um, the processor uh, has a 11S on it, and I, I write where you can 
change it over to a, just an 11. Yeah, gotcha. Right, right. That's what you would do. Yeah, get you, the get the computer what? with 11S, change it to regular 11. Okay. Yeah. Right, and we'll put okay. a link up there as to how to do that in both Windows 10 and 11. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. All right, that's my question. All right, good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks very much. You're welcome, right. sir. Yeah, I'm running the S mode. I mean, it's just Microsoft trying to get that ecosphere locked into them. I know. You know? And it, I mean, it's a nice I, it's a nice idea, but mm, a little much. Right. All right, you're gonna try to get now. Lynn we're up gonna again? get back to Lynn in All Manchester. Right. Lynn, there, are you there? I'm here. Are you there? I am. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> what no can we do deal. for you this morning? Well, I recently moved a total of 200 yards from one apartment to another mm-hmm. and it took frontier over a, over a month to uh get the connection from one building to the next and uh, after they did every time i use outlook this thing is trying to uh kick me into yahoo and i have always used the frontier uh email and uh, don't the only way I can uh, get to the frontier email is I got to keep kicking the uh, Yahoo connection attempt out until it finally disappears and I get out of Outlook and go back in and then it's okay on the frontier. And how do I get rid of that thing that keeps coming up that tries to kick me to Outlook? So oh. it's kicking you to Outlook or? You- <laughs> Or Yahoo, or right, because you Sorry. can log into I, I, Frontier. No, 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 excuse me, Yahoo. Yeah, Yahoo. So there is a login.frontier.com forward slash webmail, right? That's yeah. are you at Frontier? Is your is it your username at Frontier or are you at Yahoo? I'm at Frontier as far as I know. Well, what's your email well, address with uh, not just after the at sign, not your first part of it, the second part? What are you at? Yeah, uh, it's at Frontier.com. Okay. Frontier.com. Frontier.com. Okay. So yeah. then, yeah, you should be able to go to your browser and just type in login.frontier.com forward slash webmail forward slash. And that will be your login for web-based Frontier email. It shouldn't put you anywhere else. But he's trying to use Outlook to connect to it. You're trying and to use the Outlook program? Pardon? You're trying to use the Outlook program? Yes, yes. That's what okay. I've, I've always used right. is, is oh, gotcha. the Outlook so the, program. So the scenario is, if I understand this correctly, you're opening up Outlook. Right. And then you're getting prompted to log into Yahoo. Is that is that what's yes. happening? Oh, yes, I oh. see. I am misinterpreting what was popping up. Yep, yep. All right. So we need to go to the account settings in Outlook. Well, you need to go to the account settings in Outlook and change them to match what uh, Frontier.com email addresses require. Right. And oh. that shouldn't have changed, though. No. And I'm wondering if... I'm wondering if Frontier might be using Yahoo to host their mail. And what might be happening is that it's prompting just another login request uh, to authenticate Outlook to um, the email server and then allow you to get get in. It might be a one-time thing where once Outlook has logged in again, it'll save its connection information and it'll just connect every time afterward. Right. Well, no, this, this, this seems to happen every time. Well, I shut my machine down at night and yeah. when I power it up in the morning and go into Outlook, this is what happens every time. And I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to uh, get out of the uh, attempted connection about three, four, five times 
and then shut Outlook down and then come well, bring it back up, and then it goes into the Frontier uh, mail. Really? Um, okay. And and well, you know this this whole thing has been a has has been a real farce because when uh, when the technician finally showed up, uh, this guy did not know what he was doing, and several days later, I contacted their tech support, which was offshore. This hmm. this lady uh, definitely had English as a third language, yeah. and uh, but she straightened it out. Oh. To a to, to a degree, but I'm still stuck with this attempt to get me to log into Yahoo. So, in your Outlook settings, your account settings, there are some specific pop and in, internal mail server port connections, and outgoing mail server port connections, and SMTP connections. You have to make sure are in there, uh -huh. and they could be required since your new um, service got put in. You know, you might have been on a right. legacy account, and and now you're on this new frontier service. I know it's 200 yards away, but now you're connecting, and they're requiring you to connect via an SSL connection, and you may not have been before. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Well, you know, they're they're of course trying to switch everything to fiber, but in this complex we have underground uh, utilities, right. so they don't even want any part of trying that. That's okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to put so, a link. You need to go into your Outlook account settings, and we're going to put a uh -huh. link for you to read this. And make sure that these settings are set for yourself. Your your mail server is a POP3. It tells you what POP3 mail server you're supposed to use, your incoming server ports. It tells you these things, and you have to configure them within the account settings of your Outlook program. Right. Uh -huh. And if you do that, this maybe will go away. There could also be an OATH interface that Mike's thinking. Yeah, um, it. I think... I think I honestly think that there is an authentication going on. Yeah. And if you keep canceling it, it's never going to stop. Right. It's just going to keep asking you and asking you and asking you until you fill it out. But he gets past it, which is weird. Well, yeah. I, I, I think once he completes it, it yeah. should make it happy. And yeah, we'll put a couple links up here for you as to how to configure your, your uh, Frontier well, uh, I mean, you know, I've uh, I've I've had this service for 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 twenty years now. Right. All of a sudden, they, they, all they're doing is changing a pair of copper wires, and, and uh, that seemed to mess everything up. Yep. So again, you're you're when you are bringing up Outlook, you're bringing up the program Outlook, correct? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the link I'm going to give you has nothing to do with web login. It has purely to do with your Outlook account. You want to literally check that link I'm gonna, we're going to put for you and make sure it's set up properly. And that's really all the, f the folks in support should have been had to tell you. That's all you really need. <laughs> now, your version of Outlook, how old is that version of Outlook? Uh, no more than two years. Okay. All right. So it should have the settings we need. So uh, if you make these changes in your settings for your mail, you should be able to work. It should, it oh, should, okay. it, it should get rid of this. And I would even yeah. tell you to even delete your, well, no, maybe not delete the account. Um, but just update the account settings right. in Outlook. All right. All right. It is it is frustrating. The world of IT, it's frustrating for us too because we're always trying to <laughs> deal with it. And we haven't, you know, a lot of times geeks, no matter who they are, oh, I'm going to connect them up with a new service and not even realizing all the legacy stuff is not going to work. So hope hope this helps you. we got to step out for a quick break, okay? Okay. Thanks a lot. You're right. welcome. Bye. We'll be right back. Bye.
sadly enough, we are not in L.A. We are in Connecticut, and this is Computer Talk with Tab. Yes, good morning, Dennis. Dennis is driving the bus, and uh, we're here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number, and we will do our best to help you out. Four lines wide open for you. Usually, you guys all call around 1030. So well, that's okay. You're right on schedule, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So feel free to get online. As we wait for your calls, uh, the folks over across the pond, the register, uh, had a little report that was kind of interesting about data security. Um and the Enterprise Strategy Group uh, did a kind of a study, and they found that cybersecurity events to be the key cause of recovery events cited 54% of organizations. So dealing with recovery of any kind of issue is all dealing with cybersecurity. And by contrast, um, system failures were identified as by 44%, and malicious deletion and accidental deletion was 37%. So you know, 47%, 47, yeah, no, 54% had recovery issues or recovery efforts that were all part of cybersecurity events that occurred. And um, people are deleting their stuff on purpose or by accident. And whether it's in the cloud or local, you have to make sure it's backed up. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they cited that ransomware or cyber attacks are the biggest data protection concern amongst organizations and that was only 29% of them that said that. I would think it's higher than that. Hmm. And while 17% um, highlighted the insider threats as their biggest concern, which is actually a good point. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you got to make sure the folks that you're hiring are not going to leak the data Yeah. Or, or sell the data. Or just do something malicious like uh, shut down your network on you when they go out the door. Exactly. Um, this this thing also talked about there's the average amount of data an organization had. Now, these are enterprise companies. 4.6 petabytes. <laughs> that's Ooh. a lot of data. <laughs> and that's um, stored on-prem. And another 4.7 petabytes stored in the cloud. Um, so we're sticking a wow. lot of data everywhere. Half, half the battle to protecting your data is to not having it on the systems if you don't need it. Right. You know, if you think about UConn, when we were UConn students... The number they used to give us an ID was not just a, a generated number by UConn. You know what they used, Dennis? No. Our social security numbers. Really? Yes, they did. Oh. Yes, they thought that was a good idea. Um, now, if I asked you, is my U UConn ID still out there after I've graduated <laughs> quite a few years ago? Uh-huh. Um, I would give you a 50-50. It's still there. I would think so, too. Right. Um, so that's, and that's, an, now I could be wrong. Maybe the folks over at UConn are, are smart enough to not need my information there, but who knows? They're like, Hey, Eric may go back to school. We want to keep his ID there. Why does it matter? <laughs> um, hopefully they have scrubbed the data, right? And they need to do this regularly, especially when you're, when you're using a number like that, um, right. as your ID. So we'll put the link up here on this, on this study. It's kind of interesting. Uh, kind of shows you what's going on out there. It's a sponsored um, posts from, from uh, the register, but it does give you some interesting information about what companies are worried about. Yeah. So we're going to be here until 11. Dennis is going to, in the final half hour, he survived. The bus is still on the road. <laughs> and, you know, we're going to need your calls to have him practice uh, bringing up calls and having all that fun stuff. So feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. And we will do our best to take care of your comments, questions, and concerns. Everything's been posted over, our, over at the Computer Talk with Tab Facebook uh, page. It's the Computer Talk with Tab listener network page. Right. Mike G's posting that live. It's a private group dealing purely with the show to keep it kind of separate from our business, our day job, right. which is helping small businesses. We'll be right back.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. with tab and we're going to be here till 11 o'clock feel free to get online dennis is driving the bus i'm eric and you're gonna say you're dennis uh, habit sorry (laughs) real quick talk about uconn and uh data they probably shouldn't have on their system still Uh, we saw a story because we're big marching band fans at our family and i guess the pep band is having trouble getting enough budget together uconn can't find enough budget to bust the pep band during basketball games And the, the poor pep band is saying, hey, what's going on here? You, you, these guys don't have enough money to move us to the game, to a basketball game? Um, it's ironic, too, because if you've heard of UConn, you get branched sometimes when you're UConn. If you're, you're going to go ahead and try to get into uh, University of Connecticut, and uh, they have multiple regional branches, and sometimes you don't make the store's campus. All of their statistics are all based on making the store's campus, all those, right. all those uh, uh, numbers there. And sometimes you get branched. But they'll happily house you in stores, meaning they'll bus you every day to Hartford to take classes in Hartford because you didn't make it into stores. Mm-hmm. But they don't have a budget for the pep band to go to the Ooh. basketball games? Oh, I mean, why Why even have a pep band if you're not going to have them at the basketball uh, game? And I that, mean, uh. And that would be just wrong, especially the UConn game. So hopefully they fix that. But it popped in my head because my wife and I read that this morning and that can't be the case. If you get money to bus kids who didn't make it into stores to Hartford, but you can bust, you can't, you just can do that all day, but you can't bust the pep band kids. It's crazy. So, well, we have a couple of calls on the board. Yeah, Dennis, and go ahead. So, what we're going to do is we're going to grab Barbara in West Hartford. All right. What's going on, Barbara? And what's going on, Barbara? Hi. Um, I talked to you once before about this problem, Uh-oh. and you had me run, I don't know, maybe a scan disc all right. program, which which said everything was fine. But okay. so uh, um, regularly I sit down at the computer and it's like dead or asleep. I can't, um, I can't log on. I can touch the touch screen and put in my 
um, password, All right. but it doesn't do anything. And so I just have to go away for some amount of time and come back and then everything is fine. I could sign on as normal and oh, you're waking do whatever it up. I want to do. You're waking it up. Yeah. You're... Right. But, and I act, and then I brought my desktop to somebody and had them, they backed everything off, did something. I don't know, cleaned it all out or whatever, but mm. it still does it. Hmm. Well, that's not good. Um, I think you've got stuff that's turned on in your, in your power saving. Did they make any changes in your power saving? I don't think so. He didn't say, I don't remember. It was a while ago now, but he, I don't think he made any changes. Well, clearly he didn't. But it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like every day or every time I sit down. It's, it's not, it's random, but it's frequent. Right. And so of course we were looking up this issue again and guess what? They tell you to run a check disk. Um, they also tell you to run a system file checker to see if there's a problem with the operating system. Yeah. Um, oh, that might be worth doing. There's there's definitely something wrong with your computer, but you would think that that professional IT person would have done that for you. Um, well, he, he might have. As I said, it's a while ago, and I'm not very computer literate, so I don't remember that's what okay. he did. But. Now, when, you're, when and if you can get your computer up and running, you can also go to your power, your power settings uh, in control panel and turn off any kind of power saving, leave everything so that it doesn't go to sleep. Right. That'll, okay. that'll also make it so you can just use your computer. I, I wonder if the drive is being put to sleep and it's right. taking a while to perk to wake up. up. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't it do it every time, though? Every time I walk away and you come think. back? You would it? think so, but in, in real life, in the real world of computing, it wouldn't always work that way. So you know, there's, oh, okay. there's things called hybrid drives that we have found out there to be not what they were all cracked up to be. Um, these hybrid drives that we were excited about when they first came out have a solid state front end and then a spinny back end. And um, sometimes they actually learn incorrectly and perform poorly, uh, much more poorly than you'd expect. Do you know if you have a solid state drive or a spinny drive? Well, I don't know. You don't know? Okay. I have no idea. How old is the machine? Oh, <laughs> um, maybe three to five years. Three to five. Uh, it could be either or, really. Yeah, really. So, uh, sadly, what we're finding is you, you got to do those utilities that we talked about. You know, we got to do the, the system file checker, and we can put a link up as to how to run that to see if there's something okay. something wrong. I would tell you to turn off all your power settings just to see if you can get a consistent um, login um, every time with without power saving being kicked on. So when okay. you, you, know, you can turn the machine off like you normally would do and turn it on and see if you can log in more quickly without power saving being enabled. Uh, but otherwise, it seems okay. like it's flaking out on you. And that's the problem with, the, uh, tech, with technology. It, it's not, mm. Sometimes it either is on or off and doesn't work. It's either a zero or a one. But sometimes it does kind of show its age over time. A lot of, if you listen to the show long enough, the word all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? In your case, it's not all of a sudden. In your case, it's, no, it's, it's showing kind of a, de for a, while. Yeah, a degradation. Yeah. And that's why checking out your, your, hard, your, your, your uh, files on your drive, like a system file checker or a check desk, is where we were going and where people are saying you should go. Anything yeah. else you think? That, those are the two things that I would look at. So if you turn off the power savings, I would do that first, just to see if you can get consistent logins without any power savings. And basically, you're going to go in there and just turn off all power saving. You're not going to let anything sleep. Okay. And just see how okay. it works. I mean, you don't really need it to do that anyways. If you're done with your computer, shut it off. When you want to use it, turn it on. <laughs> okay. And back it up. Are you backed up? Yes. All Good. Right. What, Good. Are you, what are you Good using deal. to back up? 
well, my son does it for me. Okay. <laughs> you mean, what am I using, like what program or what device? Either both, both, both. things. But if your son's doing well, it. Well, I have a, um, you know, a, um, a backup drive. All right. Is it connected Portable to the... storage. Is it connected no, to the... No, it's not connected. Okay. No, I only plug it in when we want a backup. Good job. Bingo. All right. So you, Beautiful. He, he's a keeper. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> So you got a backup going. Your, your machine definitely is showing some some sort of problem, but let's just turn off the power saving and see if this problem goes away. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. Good luck. Let us know if it works or call our okay. complaint department. <laughs> Appreciate it. You Thank got you. It. All right, bye-bye. And we have a couple more callers in. Sure. Uh, let's see. We have uh, next up Lynn from Naugatuck. Ah, Nagi. <laughs> Hello, Lynn. Hello. Good morning. Um, Good morning. Um, my problem, my question is, I just bought a new laptop um, at Staples, um, and it's there now. I have to go pick it up. They set it up. Yeah. But they gave me the McAfee, and um, my home computer, the one that I have now, I got a notice yesterday. It says from McAfee. Hmm. I think it's from McAfee. It yeah. looks like it is. Your info was stolen. Uh my no. uh, was found in a data breach. As part of your subscription, we checked oh. out if your personal info linked to your McAfee account email address is found on the dark web. Um, okay. So this is your identity protect. So I don't know what to do about this. Okay. So this I mean, is. I'm going to ask when I go to Staples. Hmm. I'll ask them, but I thought I'd ask you guys too. Yeah. So this is probably a service that is being offered by McAfee, McAfee, however you say it. Um, and what they're saying is your email address was part of a data breach. Okay, that is pretty mm -hmm. much that is pretty much like saying the sky is blue. Uh huh. It's true okay. for almost everybody on the planet. One of the problems with this type of information is that what it tr what they're trying to do is make themselves valuable to you by scaring you. Hey, McAfee's yeah. telling you something important. Make sure you you do something about it and, and and keep paying us every month to do this. Telling you your email address has been in a data breach these days is utterly and completely almost useless because you should assume that to be the case. We all should assume our email addresses have been used. Now, why is this important? Well, if, you're, if you have a data breach, like let's say LinkedIn, if you, if you ever use LinkedIn, it's a professional network, people use it, it was in a breach. The LinkedIn email address and passwords were made available to the bad guys. And the reason that's a problem is if you use the same password on mm -hmm. other websites, now the bad guys are going to say, oh, all right, I see I see this email address. I'm going to try this password. Oh, it's ice. I'm going to try ice cream. That was the password they used for LinkedIn. Let's go ahead and use it for this. Oh, I got in. Oh, uh -huh. good for me. So all McAfee's trying to show you is that your email address has been part of a data breach, which I would tell you almost all of our addresses have been. Okay. okay. Nothing you can do about that. The only thing you can do to protect yourself from these data breaches in this case is to make sure you have different passwords for all your services and you have turned on two-factor authentication of some kind, whether it be a SMS text or whether it be an app or an authenticator to protect you. But having them tell you that is purely just trying to give you some, hey, we're watching you. We yeah. care about you. Yeah, the, yeah they're, they're just trying to sell you on what they can do, but what they're doing for you is useless. It really is. You know, it's like, hey, there's, new, there's pizza in New Haven. Yes, <laughs> I know, there's pizza in New Haven. It's, it's really that, but they scare you, right? You got a little concerned, right? Yeah, and I didn't buy that when I was in Staples. That's the one thing I didn't buy was that identity theft protection. Right. Because I don't right. really put much financial, none of my financial is on my computer anyways, only when I buy at Amazon. 
you know. Right. So I didn't buy that from them. Yeah. Okay. You know, I got the Ma- the regular McAfee, but not the identity theft protection, okay. identity restoration. I didn't buy that. Isn't that ironic that you got an incident identity theft protection warning the day after you bought a new computer without it? Hmm. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's like uh, it's like, hey, did you yeah. forget about this service we offer you? Uh, yeah, that, that, that I think I think it's a I think it's a, a it's a selling thing. Yeah, they're trying to sell you on it. Yeah. So again, dark yeah. web dark okay. web scanning is a thing. Even in our business, companies like you know, managed service providers offer dark web scanning, and in some cases, it can be eye opening because you show the you know the president's email address and you show part of his password, and you're like, hey, buddy, is your password ICE star 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 star? You know, making up ice cream, and he's like, oh my gosh, it is. And, uh, Okay, you're part of a breach. All of us are. The question is, are you using that same password everywhere else? And if you're not, you're okay. But you should change your password on the site that was breached, mm-hmm. right? And if you, even if you didn't change the password on the site that was breached, as long as you have 2FA running, you have a low chance of being impacted. Mm-hmm. But we would tell you to use a good passphrase um, in 2FA. Yeah, I have both. I have all, all different passwords for all different things, yeah. okay. and um, I have two-factor authentication for a lot of stuff. What's your so favorite password? My important stuff. <laughs> my favorite one. Yeah, like what's the favorite uh, one you like to use? Is this the trick question? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking. You tell me. <laughs> I'm not telling you. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Now, now, Good. now you're now you're you're picking up what we're putting down. I almost did it. I almost told you. <laughs> I know. I know. I asked you nicely. And, because I like the trick of what's your favorite one. Because I have, like, when I'm watching TV, if I'm watching the Blues Brothers, right. and, the, and then I go on, on and I put whatever I'm, whatever's in my environment is my new password when I sure. have to pick a new password. Yep. So I have, like, probably 25, 30 passwords. Good. Good job. Yeah. All right. And, well, and I like some of them. So when you said, which one do you like, you know. <laughs> That's social engineering for you. That's what I was yeah. trying to do. You got me. Yeah. Well, I didn't get you completely, so you didn't fall for it. But well, thank you. We have to go to a break. Oh, good. We'll be right back, though. Okay, thank you. Bye. And we are back. That's the that's the ticket there, Dennis. You're getting it. As usual, we have some calls coming in. All right, very good. Uh, Let's see. The next one up is Anne from Avon. Okie dokie. Anne, are you there? I am. Very good. What can we do for you? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm i sure you've gotten this uh, many times. In fact, I've heard it on the – well, I've been driving in the car where I haven't been able to take the message, but um, I have been getting the notification that I can upgrade my Windows to 11, and mm-hmm. I have a um, 2018 computer, and I wondered if that would be able to take it. Uh, is it a laptop or a desktop? Okay, it's an HP laptop Spectra. Um, it's got an i7 um, and then uh, 1.8 gigahertz CPU. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you need more information? Well, the problem we need oh. is the actual processor model. Well, yeah, and that would be hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can uh, get it out of the computer, but it's... So what, what you got to do is you got to go to Control Panel and then go to System. And I'm it, there. Oh, wow. And it, it should show you the CPU itself, the, the part, the model of the CPU. Uh, okay, under processor, it says mm-hmm. Intel Core i7-8550U, CPU at 
1.80 gigahertz. And then it's got no, one. No, you're good. The 8550 U should be what I need. Oh. Let's see if I can find okay, it. Okay, so 8550U is good enough to take the 11? Oh, I'm checking. Oh. <laughs> um, you gave me enough to figure that out. Um, so we, now we can go ahead. And guess what? The bad news is wah, wah, it oh. is not compatible. Oh, wow. And it's so nice of them to offer it to me. It, well, that's, that's the great thing about Microsoft. They don't even know if it'll work. Um, they, they they should know. Well, what what they do is when you're invited to upgrade, what you're running, if you do take that invitation, is not the upgrade itself. It's what they call PC health check, right? Which will okay. then check the computer and then see if you can do it. And so, we, and we can put a link up there for you to do a PC health check to see if they come back with an answer. And but, sometimes they're going to say yes, and it's not. And sometimes they're going to say no, and it is. Yeah, it's not entirely reliable. <laughs> right, because this, this article is a year old from Microsoft Community. Um, and you know they're saying it's not compatible. The community is saying it's not compatible. But there should be a health check that we can get you that you can then run on your computer to find out, quote, unquote, for certain. But the sad thing is that we can't guarantee Microsoft knows it's processor from its elbow right this is a this is ridiculous right um and there's absolutely no reason that your machine shouldn't be able to run windows 11 other than certain security features that are not part of it is what what they'll contend is the reason mm -hmm. it's not compatible um and you can run windows 10 until 2025 and beyond okay. and beyond yeah you know, we got people still running Windows 7 and XP that are doing making you know, laser welders that are still running, <laughs> running their whole companies. Right, but they um, know enough to keep them off their networks. Generally, yeah. Um, so in your case, you know, you don't have to upgrade, but it's going to keep nagging you even though you can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I keep telling them no thanks. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it, and it, it'll look a little different. It won't look too much different than Windows 10. It'll work similarly if it works, but in your case, it doesn't look like it will. So I would, yeah, run the checker. I yeah so, I. I bought it in March of 2018. Well, so if I can get it to 2025, yeah, you're that'll be that'll be seven years. Yeah, yeah, you might want to just leave it at Windows 10. Yep, don't even yeah. waste any time checking it and just leave yeah. it at 10. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I wanted to respond to the woman that called in we about McAfee. We oh. can't help, we can't help you there because we are running out of time. Mm -hmm. We're out of time. Do it next week. Oh. Yeah. Call in next all week. The time. All right. All right. Thanks very much Thank for your you. call. Thank you guys for joining us on the uh, show today. I want to thank Dennis for running the boat and the, oh. and the bus and, and doing a great job. And remember, we want you to be geeks too. See you next Saturday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.